Hello there, my name is Trey. This is the Lost State Records Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you uh, haven't already, you should subscribe to our um, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you want to listen to this. Um, keep up to date. We're going to be trying to uh, do more podcasts this summer. Um, yeah, stuff about the label. Um, I'm going to be on tour in July, going all the way down to Los Angeles, California, and back to Portland with uh, our good friends Machinist in support of uh, the new split between Machinist and Kill Me Please, which is my band. And uh, unfortunately, Kill Me Please cannot make the tour this time. Um, some personal stuff came up, and uh, but I will be touring with Machinist in support of our split that we did together. Um, so if you haven't already, check out the dates for that. They're on the Lost State Records website and um, also on Facebook, wherever you can find the post. Um, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be playing 10 shows in 10 days and then back to Portland. So, uh, yeah, the boys are flying out machinists from, uh, from Georgia. They're going to meet here. We're going to hang out, play shows all the way down and back. Um, so that'll be fun. Make sure to pop up on the website and uh, come out and say hi to me. Uh, I'll be running a Lost State Records booth um, at the shows, selling some stuff. So, yeah, um, let's see. Yeah, this episode, we're going to be diving into an hour and a half almost conversation with uh, Sean Decker. Sean Decker is the main person from Coma Regalia. Regalia, God damn it. I've, it. We talked about one of the things where you read something and in your head you know how to pronounce it to you, but when uh, someone else pronounces something separate from what you think you kind of go wait what so uh coma regalia is how it's pronounced not coma regalia which i thought um but we talked to sean for a bit um about middleman records coma regalia 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 god damn it i'm such an idiot anyways coma regalia we talked about europe tour music bunch of stuff vinyl plants we even should talk on one record plant, so stay tuned to hear about that. Um, but yeah, anyways, I'm just going to jump right into it. Here's a little snippet from the new Coma album that comes out May 25th. Uh, here's like pretty much first listen anywhere, so you should feel lucky. Sean, how are you? <laughs> hey, Trey, how are you good. doing? I'm doing I'm, well. I'm good. I'm good. Um, so, uh, you're you're in Indiana, right? Or do you live in Indiana? Or yeah, I live in Lafayette. So you're Indiana. in Indiana. I I think you used to live I, in Texas, right? Or no? No, I, I um Texas. I used to live in Florida. Florida. Oh, okay. I don't know. I get around. You do get around. I've been in Texas a lot. You're getting you're getting around <laughs> soon. You're going to be going to Europe, right? <laughs> little, little plug. Yeah. Little plug. Um, next next month. month. So um, yeah. So what's it? Um, so what's it like setting up a European tour? Like how the how the hell 
do you even do that? I mean, you've already done a European tour, but could you kind of tell me how you even got to that point to setting up a Europe tour like the first time you did it? Because I'm, I'm baffled. I'm trying to set up one date back in my hometown for a tour I'm going to be on with my friend's machinist from Florida, uh, Georgia. Um, I'm going to be on tour with them going all the way down to L.A. and back up to Portland. And I can't even set one fucking date up in my own hometown. And I've been having the hardest time. And I'm like, how the fuck do you set up a Europe tour? Uh, but yeah, if you can please explain. I would love some insight on that. Well, um, well, we, um, we just kind of got the um, impression that, you know, you really should travel with a band from over there. And so we... Oh, yeah. Uh, we're trying to set something up back in like 2013 is as long as we mm-hmm. were trying to set something up. Uh, we were going to do a tour with the band Rainmaker at that point, but um, then s- some things got complicated with someone who was in the band at that <laughs> time. Um, but, uh, you know, we kept, we kept sort of like um, trying to find, you know, people who were who were uh, willing to um help us out and uh eventually we just um we got on to um the right people in the band uh Katie and uh and that's who we went yeah. over um with the first time and this year uh we were actually trying to go uh we were trying to tour to Japan oh, wow. but um the person who was trying to help us with that uh, was involved in some really, um, like some really like scary stuff. Like, like uh, what? Like, like, uh, l- like. Long story short, uh, a very like prominent figure of the of uh, the area's DIY scene was outed as an abuser, Uh-oh. and um, the person who was trying to help us <clears throat> was very outspoken against that person's involvement and um and the person that was trying to help us got like like beat up and like death threats oh, no. for like speaking out against this abuser and uh so we you know um ultimately you know for like for, you know for very good reasons um we had to um set those plans oh, aside shit, and crazy. We just knew about this tour that Katie was putting together, and and we were like, "Hey, um, we'd we'd love to come back over if it wouldn't be too much trouble." Yeah. And they were, you know, more than more than happy to uh, to uh, help us out with that. Um, and um, we're trying to. We're trying to bring them over next year as okay. well, so it's uh, just just you know our mates, Katie. Yeah, and the the bands the bands called yeah. Katie. Yeah, C A D Y. Oh, Katie. Katie. Okay, I'm like, of course. Yeah, we have a uh, we have a split ten inch that they have some songs on. It's uh, us and uh, Katie and Agak from Japan and. Um, okay. Majorel from uh, Richmond. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've really noticed that. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check that out. Um, I feel like I've seen that yeah. name, Katie. I just I didn't really put two and two together. Um, they had a seven inch called Isle of Flowers, which was killer. Hmm. 
Yeah, there's so many. There's so yeah. many. There's so many bands now. Like I, it's even even like I'm online all the time looking at stuff, and I still can't even catch up. And someone's like, "Oh yeah, this album." I'm like, "What? What? I don't. I've never heard of them." There's just, there's also a lot of there's a lot of good bands coming out. Also, there's also a lot of bad bands that I uh, noticed coming out. Just not so much like in say screamo or emo scenes, but just just in general. Like I, there's just it's very oversaturated, which I find that when you actually find a band that sticks out, you're like, it's like finding like a needle in a haystack. You're like, yes, this is great. I found a good band. And then I usually cling to them once I find them. And then usually sometimes they let me down. Like they just kind of uh, either break up immediately or just kind of stray away from what made me like them. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, styles have always been like very uh, cyclical, you know. Um, yeah. Things, certain things catch on. Yeah. And I do notice the, the, like, uh, let's see, the certain bands, like the old school kind of like metalcore has kind of come back the last year or two with like See you Space Cowboy, which you've put them out before. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we helped we helped with their uh first yeah. half inch. I didn't I I literally like I always knew um Connie from working with when I used to work with Dandy, which um, you've worked with Dandy before. I'm I'm, I'm assuming uh sort of. <clears throat> yeah. I'm just assuming everyone yeah. has worked with Dandy at some point cuz most people I talk to they're like, "Oh, they knew Dandy from like Driftwood Records and uh they have their own personal story." I never really had a a huge falling out or cause um, Dandy kind of like um, screwed a lot of people over. But uh, I just remember having a weird interaction once and then I never talked to, <clears throat> I never talked to them. I think again, I'm not totally sure about that. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, they were, they were also accused of, uh, sexual oh, assault. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, like, you're right. People. That's what it would do. It's, it's it, yeah. So that it, was that. That was ultimately, you know, the reason that no one um, totally heard from them. You know, again. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's but crazy because I moved. To, oh. we, we never really did anything. We didn't do anything with with yeah. them. Uh, we did. So I sworn I um, saw you didn't. Maybe you helped out with the release or something. So there was. There was one thing, that was. They did this lathe series. They were supposed to release one once every yeah. month. And so Vowel was supposed to do okay. one. And the thing is they um they were supposed to do X month, I don't know, whichever month it was. Let's just say May. So they were supposed to do May and then they said you should do one and yeah. I said that I'd do it if we could write a song where um, I didn't care if we were before them or if we were after them, you know, whatever. But if we could do a song to where our songs would have the same part in them, like either, like if our song was first, then our last part of our song would be the first part in their song. Okay. Or vice versa. So so 
so we got we end up getting the month before them. Okay. And we recorded our song and I had this this end the end part was kind of like uh like a swishy like outro kind of thing. And um so I was like so here's your first part of your song and Chris was like oh yeah sick this is going to be cool. Well Val didn't record their song for like fucking six months <laughs> or something after it was supposed to be out. Yeah. So like eight months from when we recorded our song or some shit like that, right? Yeah. And they actually were like, will you mix the song for us? And I was like, well, I mean, you know, your person is way better, but I, I guess if you want yeah. me to. And they sent me the song and it didn't have the fucking part in it or They're anything. Like, yeah, and I was like, what is, what is this shit? So we did this shit for nothing. Uh, and, well, uh, that's a bummer. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it was what it was, but it's like the only reason we agreed to do that was of that. was because yeah. of that. And yeah. And like as far as I know, there's like six there were six of these lathes made. And that was yeah. it. I so. Yeah, I uh I talked to uh to Tyler Bisson. Tyler Bisson, uh yeah, he he was saying mm-hmm. how um he made those lathes and he worked with dandy and uh he made uh he did those like self-defense family like lathe cuts and those sold i think he said he made like 300 of those which knowing how long it takes just to do like one lathe cut record i was like you did fucking 300 and then and then tyler was also talking about how he did 300 for uh the hotelier they're like seven inch kind of lathe cut before they put out the album the goodness album which i never listened to wow um yeah i was like that is crazy um like just the turnaround for getting like 20 made it was like at least two months so like uh, i I, he 300 yeah he was like i did like 15 hour days just to get all those done i was like you're crazy (laughs) uh i'm i'm quit your day job well yeah i I mean well that's all tyler does now i think tyler just that's sight. That's Do you know sight. Tyler? Or I just assumed you knew Tyler. Just uh, audio you know, geography. And not like Yeah, I mean just just like casually. Through the online. Okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh I, Yeah, online. I I, I haven't met, met Tyler. Yeah, yet. I haven't met Tyler either. I just did a podcast and that I know of. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'd feel feel like a real ass I, if yeah. I actually have. But I don't I'm pretty sure I, I think I just have this preconceived notion that just like almost everybody who is in somewhat of the scene like just knows each other somehow just because i've personally talked to a lot of people i don't know a lot of people like i didn't know you very well until uh like even now talking i was i've just always through online which is very not interpersonal but i mean even a phone call and even like video chatting is not the same as actually being in front of each other and hanging out but like it's pretty close you know that's why I learned from my uh, my yeah, uh, communication class that I took in college. They're like, yeah, it's not. I'm like, yeah, so like Skyping, you're looking at each other. It's like, no, it's still not interpersonal enough to like where you can actually know somebody. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think most most people know about each other, but not everybody knows each other. So that's why I'm trying to do yeah. this podcast because I want to actually get to know a lot more people and uh, talk about just stuff that's... I think is cool and or running labels because you're in 
How do you, okay, so you say Comoregalia, or how do you pronounce the band name? I don't think I know exactly how to pronounce it. Uh, Comoregalia. Comoregalia, okay, because like, yeah. I thought it was Comoregalia. <laughs> Comoregalia. Oh, I, I think don't I did know. an auto like, speed. Hey, didn't, didn't you help release one of the records? Oh, and, uh, oh and did you, I? And you've been. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I helped at all. What are you talking about? No, uh, no. No, but I just, it's no. one of those things like, um, where I see it and I just kind of internalize like what I think it says, but I never had anyone cross reference yeah, I mean, it well, with me. I'm like, it's like Homer Regalia. You always think that a screamo band, it's going to sound fancy. Homer yeah. Regalia. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it it's you know, Regalia is fancy. Regalia. No, so. yeah, no, I, I didn't say it's not, but uh, I just. Yeah. Uh, no, I just mean like that's it. It's you know. Uh, is that regalia. is that is it's that like a certain just in itself the word is that a is it Spanish or or regalia or what is that a certain language or no? It sounds kind of Spanish. Um, it's English. That's, it just it just means like you know like it's um, just like a name or something. Like a prize or a gift or oh, or the gift of music, you know, or like your. Uh, like your best clothes, or I mean, okay. you get it. You hear it used lots of different ways, okay. mm. for sure. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Just like uh, when I, I did a podcast with Brian Morganti, who does flesh and bone designs and does a lot of cool stuff. And I was talking to Brian, and I'm like, "How do you say your last name?" I'm all more because it's like Morganti, but like the way it's spelled, I'm like Morganti, Mor- Morganti. But um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I. Uh, so now I, when I when I mention Comer Regalia, um, I, I'm actually saying it right now. So good, good. Thank you for that. Thank you. Um, yeah, have you have you ever been to Portland before? Like toured through, or have you ever been through? Yeah, a um, couple times. Okay. Um, Probably before I lived here, I'm assuming. The first time we played with Carrie and Spring and Sky Above Earth Below oh, okay. at uh, at a bookstore. Oh, books! The bookstore. Um, oh. I can't remember. What about bookstore? I can't remember the name of it, but it was. Powell's? By the time we came back, what? Now? There's a bookstore called Powell's. It's like I don't. I don't think it was at Powell's though. Oh, this was by the time we came back two years later. This place was uh, no longer. Oh, okay. Um. And the next time that we came back, uh, um, we had a show booked somewhere, and then they had like pipes burst or something. Oh shit! And um, we we um, Adam from Carrion Spring was trying to move the show around, but it just never ended up happening. So uh-huh. we just like chilled at my friends and went to like things from another world and looked at comics and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, another place. So. Yeah, that's yeah. down the. So I have a buddy who lives there that used to live in Fort Wayne, which is like two hours north oh, of really? here. So it's like someone that you, I used to know from like going to shows. Like uh, they used to live up in Fort Wayne. Used to be a lot of a lot of the shows that w- wouldn't be in Indianapolis or whatever. Yeah. Like uh, saw like Majority Rule there in like two thousand two. Oh yeah, something. I just saw page ninety nine. Uh, uh, majority rule they came through like was it a couple weeks ago i saw them play with portrayal of the guilt (laughs) 
That was a, that was a great yeah. show. We played Portrayal of Guilt's first show. First show ever? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we played their first show. Yeah, they they fucking blew cool. the fuck up. I don't I I mean they're great, but honestly, I was just like, how the fuck did they blow like I don't know if they knew people to get into certain Things. Yeah, I'm I mean, like, how I'm, did you get they, that? I mean, you guys are—they are great, but obviously, they didn't know people yeah. like they knew, you know, the majority rule people, and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. No, that 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 majority but, rule show, the Page Ninety Nine show, was really awesome because the venue before Page Ninety Nine came out and played, uh, they had a local person from uh, an LGBT like community center come and speak uh, beforehand about like some issues before they actually like took the stage i just thought that was really cool of them to do that and we played with um page 99 in a in an old band of mine called cakey body uh, back in like 19 i don't know 1980 probably yeah 1980 yeah um yes uh no um i guess it was more like 2000 2000 yeah but, yeah yeah very long time ago yeah. not 1980 though i, I want wasn't playing guitar in 1980 <laughs> let me tell you that much yeah i i i, I wonder like <laughs> them as a band like because they're they're a little older now like you know older older people playing and uh not that they're old but older than me because i can only assume in it like you know speak on someone's age compared to like what how old i am but uh they i wonder if they like when they're doing this whole tour they're like we didn't really think people would be so into this still because they probably knew they had pretty good like underground following and stuff but like not to where they could go do a full tour because like I, I feel like most of the shows were like the show here was basically packed like everyone came out for it so i wonder i'm pretty sure it was bigger in other cities too compared to here because I think that, I think they knew, yeah. you know, that that this would work out. I think that was pretty much um, I mean, I, I'm not that that was the impetus to do it, you know. Oh no, no, that's not. What I, I think meant. that their mo- their motivations to me are 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 very clear. Unlike some other band, yeah. that's just getting back together. Um, but their motivations to me are very clear and like very genuine. Yeah. But I think that like, I think the fact that they knew that it would work out is is, you know, why, like, probably has a lot to do with like why it's like okay, the time is now. Yeah, you know. No, and I, I mean, for sure, you can understand that. You know. Oh yeah, no, for sure, I get that. I just, I just was curious as as if they like, if they thought like. It'll probably work out all right, but I think major majority of the shows, uh, like, I, I wonder- think if you take anybody from a screamo band back in ninety seven to two thousand, yeah, and bring them back, <laughs> and you put you you put them in front of like places with sold out crowds, I think you're always gonna be like. Wow, that really exceeded our expectations. Yeah, I, I know, know right? Because you just, <laughs> yeah, people talk about. I mean, I don't know. People show like, people show footage from, uh, like Crazy Fest or more than Music Fest or whatever, where uh-huh. like bands play in front of all these people. And this is, I mean, 
this is just generally not how it was you know no so, yeah the, like I don't imagine it was usually <laughs> like in a college dorm or like not college dorm but like some college place in like a couple people hanging out just standing there with their arms crossed if you look at like old photos just like very small like house shows and this and that to like playing actual venues and booking out like 300 max rooms or capacity rooms uh yeah but yeah i, I just mean think it's it, the same as it ever was yeah you know really well i just i think it's cool though but uh yeah, there's. I, no, I noticed. Awesome. Yeah, it's cool that they uh, they're able to do that. And I mean, I saw that. You know, I saw that uh, their last the the uh, shows that you're talking about. Uh, they they were able to donate twenty eight thousand dollars. Oh yeah. Oh or, to, yeah. Oh yeah. They donated various their, charities think, because yeah, of they that. donated their money that they made mm. from that show to. I think it was a local. Yeah. It was the local like uh, LGBT community. Uh, there was a center. few different. Um, organization. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they might have. I been, think it was kind of local because they where did they like went. three or four, yeah. five shows or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, right, right. That's what. That's I was awesome. Getting at, but um, yeah, yeah, I know. Very cool. I noticed a lot of bands like coming back. Like, I think, like, I think the first one of the first ones did, I noticed was like American Football, which I'm actually seeing tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna go see American Football at uh, a venue, Wonder Ballroom. Uh, I mean, I'm not expecting. It might be a good time. Yeah, I'm, it'll be cool. I mean, it's not like. You know, I mean, their music's just... I think their new album is better than the second one, that's for sure. Yeah, the second one, I kind of just blew through. I just didn't care for it. Yeah, I just thought it was yeah. boring. I'm, hope, I'm hoping... All the, like, all the songs sounded the same. Yeah. I'm not playing a screamo band, I, so if I say all the sounds <laughs> sound the same, then I really... <laughs> yeah. It's got to be bad, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, it's... A lot of people like it, no, though. No, yeah, it's good. Yeah, whatever. It's good. Um, it's like seeing a jazz band, but like it's like an emo jazz band. So, but, um, yeah, like their first, their first album they did that they put out was like, yeah, even though all those oh, songs yeah. sound the same too, but they're good. Like, I like them. Um, and then the second one I blew through, I was like, eh, eh, whatever. And then this one I listened to a little bit of it and I was like, oh, okay, the quality is like really high production value, obviously, because they're, I don't know if they're trying to keep playing. Like, I thought they were just coming back for a little bit and then that's it. And then they're like, oh no, we're like a band again. I was like. After like twenty years, okay, that's cool. Like if you if you can make it work, uh, and then well, after you made that kind of money, know. you don't want to go back to, you know, doing what you're doing I, before. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, uh, was it Mike Kinsanella? He's he had Owen. He was he's been playing since doing that stuff, but not like a yeah, full band. Yeah. I think it was all like just mainly acoustic all the time. Um, Oh, when he toured, he never took a band. I don't him. think so. I never saw. He played here a couple months ago. He played here by himself as Owen, and it just—I think it was just acoustic. He did. I don't know if it was his. He did like a cover album, and I, he was doing a bunch of covers, like touring, playing covers, or maybe he, uh, maybe I don't know anything about I that. Don't, I think I thought I did, but I guess I don't. Uh, but yeah, American football. They're a band that, like, when they came back, I was like, oh, they're just trying to get money. Like, it was not, like, obvious, but, like, I was like, well, you know. And then the, uh, I think Mineral was like, yeah, we're back, too. And then all these other bands are like, we're playing again, too. I was like, what? Some 41. Hey, we're back. I'm like, what? Okay. Like, I mean, this is, like, a couple <laughs> years ago they've been playing since, like, the last couple years. But I just, I was just like, so we are, uh, <laughs> what was there? There was a marquee somewhere at a venue. And it showed all the shows, and someone said, "Like, what fucking year is this?" And it was like, 
yeah, like a couple bands that, or five, I'm trying to think. Uh, I I can't even, I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was a couple bands that have come back in the last couple of years. And, but that all like mainly were from like early nineties to like early two thousands. Like what fucking year is this right now? Like they're all playing within a month at this venue. Uh, Wild. Yeah. I mean, uh, hopefully they're, hopefully they're booking, uh, uh, some some new bands on these bills. Yeah. But, you know. Also, that's that's the one thing that, which is I think where my brain was going to next is that um, they all these bands that are like, hey, you haven't heard from us in like fifteen years, but like here we're putting a new album. Spend all your money on us, and I'm like, there's so many good bands out that you could be paying attention to instead of just like throwing money at these old bands. Like, I mean, not that they don't deserve it, but like. You know, it's like, okay, you had your reign. Like, can you let other people try to, like, rise up and try to, like, uh, you know. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Just come back and st- yeah, steal my wild. thunder. I mean, why do I still have copies of the uh, Masanera LP when, like, you know, City of Caterpillar LP sells out, like, time and time again? Like, yeah. It's just, it's mind-boggling, you know? Yeah, for sure. Speaking of that, um, yeah, I was curious about, um, when did you start Middleman Records, like, the official, like, like, you've been doing it for quite a while, I know that, but I don't know, like, when you... Yeah, I have, um, but I, I, I didn't, you know, I, I started when I was in high school, I think I released my, uh, first, first tape, uh, for a friend's band, Uh um, I just like knew um, how to get in touch with people. This is like pre-internet, you know, dating myself a little bit. Yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> I knew how to get in touch with people to, you know, dub tapes. And um, and so I helped my friend's band and I was like, maybe I maybe I'll do this. And um, and. I just I made the joke like at that time yeah. when uh, when they asked me to do the uh, tape, I said, "So you just want me to be the middleman?" And that's oh, uh, yeah. picked the name as silly as that I'm is. I mean, that's yeah. and um, so uh, so um, I did I did that, and I did like a a tape for one of my bands and a seven inch for one of my bands, mm-hmm. and uh, actually did um. Two more seven inches for an old band, and I did like a comp CD, mm-hmm. uh, which actually, like, uh, um, was pretty close to having uh, Blink One Eighty Two on. Oh it, shit! Are you enough. serious? But uh, this was really long time ago, and this was like in the middle of their like lawsuit. So wait, they could not do anything. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, blink one eight. So they were like still, yeah, they were like still blink, you know, just blink. Uh, but then they were getting sued. Oh, you don't know that story? No, I don't. I mean, I've known. Blink, I, I mean, I'm a pretty avid okay, Blink One Eight Two fan. So they're, I, I didn't know that. So their first material was released as Blink. Oh, okay. And um, they got sued by like a German metal band or something called Blink. Oh shit! And um. <laughs> So they had to change their name, and so they changed it to Blink One Eighty Two. I don't remember the significance of the One Eighty Two, but um, I had oh. a uh, 
I had a letter that came in the mail to me for a long time from one of them. I don't remember which one it was. Mark. Um, and it was like, it was like, sorry, we weren't able to make your deadline for your comp. Um, but our like lawsuit like just got over with or something like that. Oh wow! And I was like, yeah, I didn't think it. I didn't think too much of it at the time. The, I was just like, oh, they're just like cool pop punk band or whatever. And this is before they got big, right? Or oh yeah, so this yeah. is like way before, what, like early nineties or something like that. Not early, or just mid like, mid nineties. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just thinking because they got big like late nineties, like I think. Like when? Yeah. What's my age yeah. again? I mean, like this was like or something like that, or ninety nine maybe. Yeah, they got they got they got big like right. That's crazy. After this, as far as I know, it was probably you know? Tom or but, uh, Tom or Mark Hoppus. That's yeah, it had to be one of them too. Travis, I, mean, I don't. You see know, Travis. nobody ever lets a drummer you know <laughs> send the letters out. Hey, I, I I do. I'm a drummer in a band, and I do like most of our I, stuff. For I am also a drummer. I know. And guitar player, so I I will make all the drummer uh, jokes that I, I like. It's, um, it's okay. Just like uh, just like this one. How do you uh, yeah? How do you get a drummer off your porch? Uh, you uh, tell them how to tell them to play a paradiddle. I don't know. You you pay them for the pizza. You pay them for but boom. Oh, because they're a delivery driver. Okay, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get yeah. that. I get that. There you go. I guess that makes sense. I mean, it's you know, because yeah. I'm gonna, I'm trying to. It is what I'm, it is. I'm trying to do uh, Uber Eats on the side just to make some extra cash, and I guess technically I would be delivering stuff, so that make. And I'm a drummer, so that joke makes total sense. <laughs> I also deliver food. You do? For, for, what do you do? Postmates. Um, my main source of income. What now? You use Postmates, or what do you do? Or just like I work. I work for a pizza franchise. Oh, you do? Okay, Papa John's. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> Good uh, old Papa. Maybe. <laughs> Did I call you out? Okay. No, do you, I don't. You no, know, Papa John's. I'm gonna plug plug my corporate overlords. Well, you know, it, even though we're a franchise, not a corporate. You know but. what? It's a capitalist society, and if I'm gonna have to live in this capitalist society, I'm gonna have to play by its rules for the moment, just to survive until we can crush yeah. capitalism and. You know, do something. I mean, that's fine, and that's why I work work for them. Yeah. But I'm, but I, I, I'm not getting paid right now by them, so oh. I'm not working for them. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else do you do? <laughs> what else do you do besides play music and you work your delivery job? Like, do you, uh, do you do anything else? Like any hobbies that you are you an avid uh, like um, Pokemon Go player? Are you? Uh, do you build model I planes? No, I, d- I don't. Um, my my wife uh, likes likes the Pokemon games. I never got into the Pokemon games. I yeah. I play some games. Um, I play games. I read comics. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, the last game I got really into was uh, Sekiro. I've been playing playing that sure. a bit. I don't think I've heard it's that. Pretty hard. Is it Shakiro? You said. Uh, Sekiro, Sekiro, yeah, it's a, okay. it's, you know, it's a Soulsborne like, uh, you know, Dark Souls. Uh, oh, okay, I got you. Bloodborne creators. Yeah, I'm not one of those games I'm, that's yeah. so hard people take it back to the store. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not a um, huge gamer. I, I mean, I haven't, I have a, an Xbox One courtesy of uh, 
So uh, basically, my uh, my friend Ben, um, he uh, his name's Ben Barnett. He is the main proprietor of the band, kind of like Spitting, from Portland here, um, mm-hmm. and also did some other stuff uh, with like Ben Gibbard and Death Cab back in the day, um, and also was in the Thermals for a little bit. Uh, he just like gave me his xbox one before he moved to a new place he's like hey do you just want this because he like has a ton of shit and i was like yeah okay he's like just i'm like do you want me to pay you for he's like no you just just paying it forward like just have here just have an xbox one with like a controller i was like thank you like i wanted to get one i just don't have money so so i since then i've been able to play a couple games i've been basically played gta 5 online with my my friend's wife mainly because that's like our fun thing that we like to do <laughs> with each other is like play play each yeah. other, play with each other on gta and just do random shit but uh i was playing fallout 76 for a bit but the game's pretty bad but like i really love the fallout that's game. What I've heard. i love the fallout games and it's still fun but it just you play it for like an hour or two and then you're like eh, okay and then you just turn it off it's not like the worst game yeah lauren <clears throat> Lauren's really into the Fallout games as well, but uh, we never got that one. Yeah, because she's like, this just doesn't doesn't interest me. Like, yeah, it's just it's just uh, one of those time wasters. Like, if, and there's times where I'm like, I'm just gonna kill like some time. I have nothing to do, so like I'll play Fallout and do some stuff in there. But it it has its problems. But it's better than it was when it first came out. But it's still the whole format of it, like. You run into people because the whole the whole point of it is like a multiplayer, and then I run into people in the game, and then they just like walk past me, and then I'm like, okay, cool. And except one time, I made a friend, and I, this person I was like, hey, you want to follow me? And then we like, I made a random friend and added them on Xbox, like just because we were like, they helped me on a mission or something. So, I mean, it's cool. Yeah, that's what you do, right? Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's not that great of a game though. But um, I've just most games don't really interest me anymore i do want to play that the last of us game my my girlfriend has a ps4 and we uh we moved in with each other a little bit ago and i was like oh yeah i have a ps4 now so i can like find some ps4 games i heard that game was pretty awesome but like the older guy and the young girl like trying to like i don't know we got it and i really wanted to play it and then when i was on tour once um Lauren had started playing it and I was like, mm. so is it awesome? And she said, I couldn't play it very long because it was scaring the children. <laughs> so, yeah, no, well, that's, I like, so I haven't yeah. played it. <clears throat> Don't yeah, play it in front of the kids. Apparently it's terrifying. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's pretty graphic, I've heard. Um, but I really like, I really like, um, intense kind of games like that. I think, yeah, I mean, I'm, a va- I'm an avid, like, yeah. thriller horror movie fan. Um, which is my girlfriend isn't, which is kind of not saddening, but there's times where I'm like, oh, let's watch this movie. She's like, that's scary. I'm like, God damn it. I just want to fucking like, come on, let's just watch this really gnarly, brutal, crazy movie right before we go to sleep. So you have nightmares. (laughs) Uh, I think with my kids, it's more like, it's more like tension and suspense. Yeah. Like, elements that make it scary to them than because i play games like like sekiro you know one of the one of the bosses in that game is a giant like it's this giant ape Mm. 
mm-hmm. and you 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 literally like cut its head off and then <laughs> and then it's running around with its head in its hand like swinging a sword <laughs> at you and it's like this doesn't phase them at all because it's not is it is it tension yeah you know it's not like suspense it's not you know, it's just happening it's just like whoa yeah. what's that you is know? it is the game kind of like is it very realistic or is it like kind of like cartoonish looking no nah, it's pretty realistic it's realistic okay. it's just yeah it's just you know this stuff that's like real over the top like that yeah you know it's different it's not it doesn't it's not scary in the same way yeah. you know that like you know something that jumps out from the sk- shadows yeah is, you, know. you know what game really freaked me out but, just the whole intro and the first like part of the game you play as um i think i downloaded it for free it was on uh it was on xbox for free one day it was that metal gear solid i think five where the intro where you're like in this hospital, I don't know if you've played it, but you're like in this hospital and then these, this like crew of like spec, spec op people are coming in just murdering everyone and you're like trying to run through this whole building and then like there's a crazy dude on a fucking horse with like on fire and yeah, it's, it's very realistic because it's, uh, what's his name? The, the guy that, um, the really well known snake. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> ah, sorry. No, the the guy that makes uh, oh the voice actor. No, no, the guy that makes all the games for Konami. Uh, the really well known Japanese guy. Uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? He he was building. He was doing that Silent Hill like game, and then they canceled. Hideo. Uh, k- k- uh, k- whatever, it doesn't matter. But it's this one dude who's like he was <laughs> doing it with Guillermo del Toro. They were doing uh, that yeah. that Silent Hill game, and then they canceled that, which I was so fucking sad because that looked so fucking terrifying. Yeah, <clears throat> I wanted to play that so bad because they did that like playable trailer, which they put out years. It's like years ago. It's fucking. I felt like it was yesterday. It was years ago. They put out this playable trailer, and everyone's like, "What the fuck's this?" And then you're in this house, and then you at the end of it, there's like a cutscene of. Uh, Norman Reedus like walking out and you're like oh shit and then it's like Silent Hills and you're like oh fuck this is sick and then they canceled it Uh, well they're making that other game now Um, yeah Hideo Kojima Um, Kojima yeah what's it called it's called uh, oh yeah uh, I can't remember something but yeah there's that other game now that's basically like some super weird looking game it's like kind of like Norman Reedus yeah I did see that. I don't. I literally glanced at a like a video about it. But I can't remember what it's called off like like right now. But it looks awesome. It looks real weird. Yeah, I like the, I like the the, <laughs> I like the uh, random elements like the baby, uh, giving the thumbs up inside. I mean, who knows what the <laughs> hell this is? There's. <laughs> There's a baby inside Norman Reedus. Like, what? What? Okay. <laughs> Looks cool. Just really... Yeah, I don't know. Just like... Just like... Uh, watch the trailer after this. Okay, it's, yeah. I'll, I'll find there's it. A, I'll find it when I get home. There's a... Yeah, there's like a supercut of like all three like previews or whatever. And it's just... It's wild. Just like, what, madness. What the fuck is this? <clears throat> yeah. It looks cool, though. I mean, you know, I'll play it. Yeah. I mean, just that, that's enough to some gamers and people that will be like, that's just so fucking weird. Like, yeah, I'm going to check that out. I might buy that just for, you know, good marketing. 
probably is what they're yeah, going after. I mean, make it weird. They, they, the people involved, you know, they have they have a good track history. Yeah. So, yeah, safe bet, I guess. Um. So, anyways, back on a different topic. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, we're talking about your label. I started it a bit ago, and then. Uh, so, how long do you think that you'll probably run your label for? Because uh, I find myself. I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't even know if it's worth it anymore. I still want to put out certain things, but I, I when I first started, like w- when Dandy, I was like trying to like, not like make a name for myself, but I was like, I want to like do stuff and like help put out stuff. And I'm just very naive. Like I just want to help everybody. And uh, I jumped on a couple projects at first that I was like not too really stoked about and uh, kind of was like, I guess I didn't really need to do that. I just kind of overloaded myself. And then, uh, then I kind of found a found a time where I just put out certain things strategically, and I'm basically down to like maybe doing a couple releases within like the year instead of blasting tons of stuff. Basically, it's just my friends now at this point, like putting out friends albums, and then knowing I can actually like market it and put it out and try to like make enough copies of something to like sell, uh, but. I just feel like people don't buy stuff as much as they used to. I mean, they do, but like, I feel like I don't know. It's not as popping as I th- think it would have was like when I first started. Like, people aren't as energetic at like just oh, this band's really cool. I heard like one song and just like miss me. I would be like, this band's dope. I heard like a couple songs and I would just go buy their record. Like, I was just so enthusiastic about stuff that think now I'm very more like picky and specifically only buying stuff that i really want but um so i'm like rambling yeah Yeah, if you want to jump in go ahead (laughs) um well i i think about it a lot and it's i'm kind of at a i feel like i'm always at like a crossroads with the label because yeah um i I I do the label because I I love music, yeah. but I also just genuinely um, want to help bands like realize their um, potential, their their projects, yeah. and um, the question I've asked myself is, you know, what what does a label do now? Um, I know, right. And there's lots of, you know, there's lots of labels um, kicking around. And, um, you know, like you said, the, the demand for physical media is not yeah. um, not what it was. And it's almost, I mean, it's understandable that it's not what it was yeah. with, you know, with, with everything that's, that's happening uh, technologically. But, um, yeah. The thing is, um, bands need physical media to tour on. Yeah. And so there's always, the bands are always going to need physical media, like, um, to yeah. sell at shows. Yeah. And so bands are always going to need someone to help them facilitate that. And that's the problem that a label gets themselves into is, um, l- like how, 
do I help this band get the copies of this record they need um, to go on tour with and not have tons of these copies myself like yeah sitting in exactly. on my shelves or and whatnot and <laughs> yeah it's um it's you know people are people are being like smarter about it and, and divvying the pressings up into more labels and whatnot and yeah. like you know i every once in a while you see someone that wants to like bash on that and i mean bash on like multiple know. labels putting something out yeah, get fucked. Yeah, uh, you know, you know get what? fucked if that's I, your mentality. Like, yeah, what? Why would you, you someone? You do see that though. Really, I've like, never. You see that? Like, how many labels does this take? And you're like, as many as it takes, I guess. Really, you know? I've like, never heard anyone ever say anything. Oh no, negative. no. Well, I don't. I don't. I've definitely seen it. That's super weird. Because yeah. like, why would it? It doesn't matter. I. The only time I think I grabbed a record, or there's a couple records I have where on the back I'm like. That seems excessive, but like, not that there's a problem with it. I'm like, there's like 15 label designs on the bottom of this LP, <laughs> which is, it's just kind there of, was, it's kind of funny to see yeah. that, but like, it's not a, I, I, mean, I don't, I don't remember. Sure. Our split seven inch with, uh, Dre Affin. Yeah. I don't even remember. I don't remember how many labels helped with that. I didn't, I didn't say a couple. That up. I think like, I noticed it was like um, a few. There's quite, there's quite a few. There's yeah. probably a dozen or more. But, um, it's like I saw this one 12 inch. It, this was several years back now, it must be eight years or more back. I saw this one 12 inch and yeah. I got like the, I got the pitch in my email. They were like, we're trying to, get this record into every state into every country into every they literally wanted to have like 200 something labels and i was no, like no that's too much See, more, that's i mean to me it was like more power to you you know i didn't oh, want to yeah. do it but like oh, yeah. you know it's like more power to you i mean it's it's a bit much you know but um a little bit it's it's a uh, yeah, I mean 200 is definitely different than uh, than 12 <laughs> or 15, but um my point is that, you know, like um I don't know that it's really anybody else's business how the band Divvies you up, know makes yeah. arrangements with with yeah. the people they make arrangements with. That's uh, no one's business to be yeah. honest, except the band. Yeah, I mean just like commenters, you know. Like, there's always haters. Haters are going to hate. You know, T-Swift said it best. You know, haters going to hate, 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 hate. And the players are going to play, play, play. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I see. I've never heard anyone negative, negatively say anything about having multiple labels. I just uh, I just mm -hmm. find that my only thing with that is it, it makes sense that say you're like, oh, I'm putting this album out. And then I have a label in Europe and a label I mean, like a label in Spain and a label in England, and you kind of spread it out to where it can kind of reach out to where people don't have yeah, to that's pay exorbitant. What I do. Yeah, they don't have to pay exorbitant amounts of shipping, you know, because you it's easier for you to send your, you know, a label help put it out over in any even in England. Getting that shipped from England to anywhere else in Europe is going to be far less than trying to buy. You know, I send a label or I send a a record to someone in like. Uh, and like Australia cost me like fucking so much money. 
well, maybe not. Yeah, it's like twenty five bucks. Yeah, dude, it's like so. It's so expensive to like. It's so expensive just to send one. One time, someone bought something from like. Um, I want to see Indonesia. I've sent some records to some weird fucking places, man. Like, or uh, yeah, uh, Indonesia, Japan is not weird, but um, Slovakia, like uh, somewhere in Russia, I think I sent somewhere. Uh, it's it's. It's so expensive. So it, someone's like, "Yeah, fuck that." You have all these labels. Like, you don't even understand what you're talking about. There's no, you're just hating for just to seem what edgy. Like, oh, like I'm gonna shit on these these bands and this label. Like, I, no one cares about whoever, you know, that opinion is just yeah. pointless. Um, uh, oh yeah, my only sorry, I'm like rambling. Uh. My only point I was trying to get across is that uh, my only concern with uh, putting out too many labels in the same area, like say, like I've done this before where I put out an album and there's like four other US labels and then everyone has copies and then there's one label that has more attention that everyone goes straight to that label to buy all the records. So then you're stuck on all these records because everyone else is buying them from. So that's the only concern as far as doing too many labels. But it'd be too close to each other, so you know, too many, a bunch of labels spread out. That makes more sense. Yeah, I always try to think about like if we if if we are going to work with more than one label in the U.S., like what what could they bring or what I what, try to look. Yeah. I try to look at like what they've you know. I mean, if if it's a label that's putting out the exact same bands that we're putting out then yeah that wouldn't be a good fit no yeah. but like you know if i've if i look at a label's roster and i don't know these bands then like i think Can as we, opposed to like yeah. being being like oh they they're those aren't bands i know i think the opposite i think that is a good fit because we i think reach other people that gives a yeah exactly and um also i think that's good for the person who wants to buy the record because um they there could be people that like want to pick up like um two records from you yeah and also want to get the new coma regalia record yeah you know and so there so that gives them the opportunity to like get those two records from you and the one that they would usually get from me but now they don't have to do like two orders or whatever so that's yeah. i kind of usually look at it that way like yeah i mean you know zegama like zegama beach and i like we release a lot of the same stuff and yeah uh, but but uh but dave's in canada so it's like yeah you know, different market that works different people yeah whereas like if he if he was primarily based out of the states, then like yeah, we it wouldn't make sense for us to partner up a lot, you know, because it's just like you said, it's like it's just too much. Like, which yeah. one? Who yeah. who are you gonna, you know, who are you gonna order from this or that? And then I mean, even that's fine. It just like yeah. makes less sense. You know? Yeah, it's just it's just just. The the bottom line is you're just gonna lose. Well, some one of them is gonna lose money because they're not selling. Yeah, I them, mean, but I don't know. I tr I try not to think of it as like money. Know, yeah, yeah, a competition no. or anything. Oh but, no, um, no, for sure. 
but yeah, it's I I you know I my long term goal was to have the label be able to take care of itself, and that, yeah, like, I, I'm I still that, not. Yeah, <laughs> that was my so, goal too at some point. But um, I I find that I always had this kind of as a side thing, just for almost semi hobby that whenever I would get money. Most of it just gets plopped in my account if people buy through credit card and then through PayPal. I just end up using it to pay for, for the most part, pay it for other stuff. But also, I just would keep it and use it because I'm like, well, I have money of my own. So if something comes up, I'll just pay for it out of my pocket. And then in doing that, I didn't, you know, put away all this money. So when something comes up and like a while ago, I was like, oh, I'm broke. And I'm like, cool. I can't like put out some stuff that I could probably want to do. But now I have to be like, well, I guess I can't put an album out that I would really like to. But, um, you know, I think that's the struggle with some people, too. I don't know about you specifically if you just if you save all that money for other stuff. But uh, I'm real bad I mean, with money. So <laughs> The thing about it is, you know, like they're. To to have money that would be specifically middleman records money um, would have to mean that I wasn't having to constantly put in my own money all yeah. the time. Yeah. So it kind of because I can think, oh, okay, this is going well. Like um, I'm getting on track here, and then really it just takes one record that doesn't do it. And I mean, you know. I've had one. I've had one or, or more uh, yeah. every year that have just like. <clears throat> I mean, it's just like okay, there's there's seven hundred dollars that's gone. That's gone, you know? yeah. And I mean, the records are <laughs> yeah. just sitting there, but it's like that's just. I mean, that's just how it just happens. You know, seven hundred bucks, bye. Yeah. And this happened, you know, this this happened two two times the year before last and it happened you know once last year and it's it's just like that's all it takes it's just that yeah and, and it's it sucks but mm. also like i think it's it's shitty to have to completely i mean you do have to look at it because it, it is technically a business that to make it self-sustaining not even to make a profit to like you know just to make a bunch of money but you do have to look at it as a business like some people i know they don't have like I'm not the most business sense type of person, but I do understand the common, like basic things of like what I should be doing. Like even my label, I know how I should probably be running it. I just don't because I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm like, oh, I have my own money. I'll just help it pay for that. And then, uh, oh, I, I have to pay for this or like, oh, I, I made this much money from something. Like I'm going to use it to go get food or something. And then, uh, whatever i'll just put money back into it later uh you do have to look at it as investments um and you do have to be somewhat cautious of like say like i've done this too before where i this album you know you're like fuck dude this album rips like people are gonna buy this up it's gonna sell and then you know a year or two later i'm sitting in these records just sitting on my shelf and i personally think it's a great album i think it would do very successful but it just hasn't found people and but beyond having to market and spamming people relentlessly online 
on Facebook and all this shit just to get people to like check stuff out, which I still do to an extent. Like, hey, like on the 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 Scrams cave, like check out this band on my label. Like, not like, hey, give me money, but like this album's really cool. But also, if you want to buy a record, you can buy one from my label to like help support it. Like, not just trying to be yeah. a you know money grabber over here. Uh, and I guess I am shamelessly self promoting, but uh, you know, uh. Like this record I put out for a band called Lost Boys from Germany, and it is I love it. It's really heavy. It's very good, and it just hasn't sold. And also, there's like the album cover doesn't fit the music in my opinion, and I didn't really notice till after I was putting it out, helping put it out with like I Corrupt Records and some other labels. Kind of looks like a vaporwave album cover, right? It's a vaporwave. <laughs> Me and my friend nah, were just I mean, laughing. It's a good album. We're like. It's just it, yeah. It doesn't just, fit the. Album. But I don't think that has the. I don't think that has as no. much to do with it. You know what I think is no, is but that, a little uh, bit. You you. It's just really hard to sell. Um, it's really also, hard to sell albums from bands overseas until yeah. they come to the states to tour, and they get um, more attention. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I don't know. You know, there's something about. There's something about um, <clears throat> there's something about people being able to see the band and connect with the band in that way, and um, then being able to have a um, a keepsake of of that, you know. And I, it's not yeah. even necessarily like they buy the record from the band at the show, like. Um, even though, you know, obviously that, that will happen, but like, yeah, there's been, you know, times when like, um, a, a, uh, like Coma Regalia will be on tour and we'll have just played like a city and someone will order the record from that city like three days later. Yeah. And so, so I think that's like the same I think that's like the same thing and that's why because for the first couple years that I got started going again with middleman like I was just getting hit up by euro bands like constantly yeah and I was releasing a lot of records for bands from uh Europe and like I still have a lot of records from bands from them. From Europe. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's. I mean, it's not. You know, it's not all. It's not all that. It's great. They were great yeah. records. And, oh, uh, for sure. But um, yeah, it's just. I think that people just. Uh, you know, they. They. <clears throat> they want that. Uh, they want that. That connection to the music um like personal connection and um it's it's hard to sell to sell records um i mean yeah lentic waters has toured the states like three times and their new album just came out and you know granted it's a bit different than their previous albums but yeah i mean it's a really great album and a lot of people are seemed really into it um and uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's hard to just guess. It, like you can't read people's mind. You can't. You can't really 
deep dive into people's heads and like different cities and people that like I mean you can like if you know how to do crazy marketing stuff like it's hard to like understand where and where like where and what will sell and how to like market it to people who will actually probably be interested in it that's the one thing that's the one thing I've, I've talked I've talked to you before on a post before about Facebook about you know I find myself doing some ads for like you know, I'll do like five bucks here and there on sponsoring on Facebook. And I feel, I feel so fucking stupid for doing it, but I just feel like, well, I'm hoping it helps a little bit. You know, I would never do more than like, I do like five, I did like 15 for, uh, for, uh, a split with my band and machinist from Georgia. I, cause you know, I want to push it. So I'm like, well, I'll do $15. Hopefully that helps. I mean, it did, but most of those numbers, my, my, my girlfriend was saying it's like Facebook inflates some of their numbers. Like they're basically probably lying to most of us about, yeah, it reached this many people. It's like, how can you, who's regulating that to make sure your money is actually spent well? Cause Facebook probably lobbied, lobbied to where they don't have to be transparent, even though they f- do this faux fake transparency and Mark Zuckerberg is fucking stupid. Anyways, just like ranting. I hate Facebook. I wish I didn't have to use it, but I run a label. I'm in a band, blah, blah, blah. I use that as an excuse to be on Facebook, I guess. But also, um, like if I didn't have to use Facebook, I'd be completely happy. I wouldn't care, but um, kind of have to at this point. And yeah. Unless everyone dips dips out and finds a better thing or so, I don't know. Um, I want to throw an idea at you. I basically thought of this idea with someone and I'm like, I feel like Bandcamp, if Bandcamp could just like somehow integrate all of what Bandcamp is, but also have somewhat of like a social media form, like kind of like a timeline, kind of like how Facebook is, it they would probably take over. And it would be like angled more at people who like music, like, you know, who are artists and who are more into music stuff that would be more driven to go there specifically instead of doing everything through Facebook, which is just like a social networking thing, but also has different platforms, but they literally put a gun to your head and make you force, like force you to pay to see your own for your own fans to see your shit, which is so stupid. And yeah, I'm going to stop. Talking. I mean, I don't know <laughs> the Bandcamp social media thing kind of sounds like, MySpace, but I don't, I don't know. You know, yeah. if anybody could do it right, maybe Bandcamp could. But I'm not I, real like stoked about their record thing. I'm that not they're real doing. stoked about their vinyl press. Yeah, thing. I yeah, be, mm, just, well, everyone was like, "Oh mm. shit," and I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." But then also, it's like, "Yeah, we're we're partnering with Pirates Press," and I'm like, "They're like the worst one, aren't they? Like they're they're so expensive and they're so like you know they're." I, it's the same plans. I mean, they're not the worst. They're not no. the worst. Oh, well, who's the nah, worst? Not even close. I mean, I've gone oh, through I A mean, to Z media before, and they they were okay. well. They both brokered at the same place. Yeah, it's the same. It's like in Czech Republic or something like that. Yeah, GZ, I think. Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Pirates is fine. We did our nine inch with them. They um. With- there's still time was pressed with pirates because uh, at pirates. Oh wow! I, yeah, because <laughs> I knew that they would get it done in time. Yeah, like they guaranteed me that it would be done in time. So well, that's good. Yeah, 
But um, yeah, I mean, hmm. the, they're definitely not the most expensive, which is, yeah, I mean, it's kind of... They're not. Oh, I thought they were so much. That's they're, a bit much, you know? But yeah. Yeah. There's... I don't want to, I don't want to like, you know, the only, the only plant that I'll shit talk is Erica. Like, fuck them. Erica is um, A-R-I-C-A? Or, or, e- or, E-R-I-K-A. Erica. Yeah. I, I feel like I've seen that. I've never heard of, I don't really know yeah. them too much. They're not on my radar. We did our split five inch with Fox Mulder, uh, with them. And, yeah. uh, about a hundred of them were warped and they oh, were like, shit. Oh, we'll take care of it. Send us, send us some back, and uh, and they were like, "Send us five. and I sent them five, and they were like, "They're fine." What are you talking not about? Warped, <laughs> yeah. And they and they sent me a picture, or, oh, no. um, <laughs> of of, and you can see in the picture that they sent me, it, like they're warped. It's Boeing, yeah, and. <laughs> And then they sent me a video, and they were like, "We played it, and it sounds fine." And they sent me a video. They didn't want to. The pay, video they had no fucking yeah. sound. Yeah, and they I was didn't like, wanna, "How do you yeah. even make a video with no sound? Like, I don't even know how you. How did they're, you just send me a video with no sound? That that sounds like they're literally trying to like uh, just totally discredit you and be like, "No, you're fine. You're yeah. crazy. What are you talking about? No, like, they're great. I they didn't want to pay for uh, fixing it." It's like I, I was like I don't understand. Like, I will send you all. All ninety three is the exact number. I was like, I'll send you all ninety three these back at my expense. Just replace them. I want nothing else from you. Like, I'm not asking for a discount. I just want them replaced. And like they just were like, oh, we're we're talking it over with our techs. They did this to me. I, I did you? I mean, what happened? I gave up, like, I gave up, like, I gave up hope of ever getting the records replaced after, like, a year of, like, a message every three months saying that they're working on a solution. Well, see, the thing is, like, I gave up hope after a year, but I didn't give up messaging them. I kept messaging them just just to fucking do it, you know? And I did this for, like, three years and they're oh just like, Lord. oh yeah, oh we didn't forget about that, but there was never a solution. Yeah, and we'll I, take care of you in five years from now. <laughs> when you really think about it, like this is when when you deduct like the plating costs and everything, you're 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 paying like sixty, seventy cents. <laughs> You know, for per record, you know, per record. That's yeah, the, I mean, the and per unit cost they, is not much, and that's like what you're paying. So, like, this is costing yeah. them like nothing, basically. To probably. to fix my problem would have pro- probably cost them less than fifty bucks. Like, well, yeah, and, and then maybe labor cost, but besides that, that's not that many still. records. Yeah, that, yeah, one day you could have gotten gotten that done in one day. They could have just busted that out in probably an hour or two hours, you know, at the most. Probably. And like yeah. there's they and like I've done so many like records that they could have pressed it yeah. since then. They, they fucked like, you over. Okay. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Well, fuck them. They don't deserve the business then. I'd say yeah, be I mean, very vocal with people. 
Yeah, so shout out to Erica Records. Fuck you. Yeah, sh- shit out to Erica. <laughs> shit, shit out to Erica Records, you fuckers. Yeah, quit fucking people over that. You know, it just makes me mad too when people that like you're doing a, like you run a small label and this and that. It's like pe- we work hard for the little bit of money we get. You know, all these big record companies they can just put out five you know they go, oh here's a thousand copies and they don't give a fuck like they have the yeah. money but like we have to scrounge and work shitty jobs just to like help put out friends bands on a format that i feel like not even 10 years ago it was probably it was so cheap and then since since the vinyl boom and then all these big plants sucking up all the resources and taking over all the plants to make stupid represses for record store day of, oh, we really need a clueless record soundtrack on vinyl. Yeah, we really need that. So take up all the fucking space at every plant that anyone else could be using for that. That's my, in a nutshell, that's my opinion on record store day is that it started out great, good intentions. And then it's just kind of turned into this corporate fucking greed fest and, just, yeah, I mean, and, and, and everyone, music kept those presses alive for like I know, right? Years. Yeah, I, and and, then, and now it's just like Jack White's, you know, Jack White's Jack, playground. Jack White's like, yeah, I'm starting. You know what? I talked to Tyler about that on the podcast, the last podcast I did, and he said he he said he went there, and it's and I'm like, honestly, if I went there, I'd be like, this is fucking awesome. I think it's cool. I do like Jack White. I I, I was a White Stripes fan, and some of his solo stuff I do like. It's not the best, but. I do like him as a person. I think he's cool. But also, my main problem with him is when he started talking about all this record plant and all this stuff, um, he kind of, which I think most people the were a little upset too because he kind of promoted it as like a, yeah, dude, it's going to be fucking sick. And like, you know, small punk bands can come and track and put it, or not track, or maybe have a studio there too, but um, they can put out their albums through us and this and that. And they kind of marketed it as a, more of a like not from what it really is they're like oh yeah we hope that maybe they'll be able to afford to like get their records made here but in the meantime we're gonna repress mc5 and just do a bunch of represses and i'll put out my stuff and you know maybe some other big bands that have the money to do it but also there's a lot more into it i'm you know we tend to like get very picky about certain things but then not taking into account the greater things of like he had all those vinyl uh pressing machines they're all manual they're all like custom made and it's a lot of fucking money that they're gonna have to like pay back i don't think he just paid that out of pocket so um no i don't know i was just referring to like several years ago when he basically like took over united record pressing like he didn't take it oh. over, but they just they gave him like first slot in the door like no oh really what. oh i thought you were just referring to like his plant that he made and everything i don't know anything about that oh you don't oh well he, he has a vinyl plant that's like it's all it yeah, looks cool i just but it's I really just of it yeah, yeah sorry yeah um yeah united united i remember I united used to on, be tight yeah I, I, tight on, again. I don't know maybe i don't know maybe they do uh no, they're very expensive. They raised their rates because they were like one of the plants that were doing a lot of I remember, big, big albums. Yeah, I remember the last time I looked, I was like, I was looking and um, 
And like the cost of the center labels from 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 one time to the next that I looked had almost doubled. And I was like, <laughs> it's fucking paper. It's, it's fucking paper. paper. Like what's what changed? You, what's the cost yeah. change that you need to charge yeah. double? Do they yeah, was, do they like rub it in gold and then slap it on the record? Anyways, that's, yeah, that's uh, why I didn't use them that time. But yeah, I don't even know. I I literally I looked at this. Uh, let's see, the last the only record I put out myself with the band. There was the the record is a band called Champagne Color Cars. That um, same thing with problems with pressing is i went through a to z media and um i got a certain green colored record because it matched the album art and uh we were getting the b-side screen because it was just a single side 12 inch and uh i could have went through could have went through the plant to maybe screen the, the design on the back but i i wanted to th- throw some cash at uh chris reject from square of opposition and so i was like hey and then it was luckily timed perfectly with him moving his whole operation for screen printing to a different building. So that took forever to get that done. Like not his, not his problem. He, it just, I just picked a bad time, I guess, to get him screened. So, so I had to pay to get the records made and then got sent all the way to Chris. And then he took a photo like, Hey, they're turning out pretty cool. And I'm like, wait, what? And the records are a complete different color than what we picked completely. Huh? And we complained to A to Z Media, and the dude was just like, "Yeah, sorry, can't." Yeah, we're like, "This is literally." I did a, I literally. This is not the fucking color that we picked. Was it the same? Cool. Like, no, it was. Was it they a fuck, different shade, or was it a totally different color? I picked a, whatever. Like A to Z, like you know, there's their like template with all the different color designs. It was like yeah, T ninety P fifty, or like all these different numbers. I picked the one. I'm like, I even took the sample color from the color the the record. It's not the record color that we picked. I even took a sample from the um, their template, and because I have a mock up of the the album, and I pasted it in there, and I'm all, it looks exactly like the record that they gave us. That's the wrong color, and I'm like, I did it a swab of the color and it, that's it. That's not the color we fucking picked. And the, they literally were just like, um, and actually I mentioned it. And then, um, T- Tyler from the band was like, he started messaging and then he would send me photos showing that they were like, yeah, well it was just, uh, you like, um, it just looks a little different, you know, bullshitting cause they don't want to fix the issue. And then literally it ended up with him just going, well, we'll give you like a credit next time you get a record made for like $50. Yeah, $50 fucking dollars is going to make a big difference. So if it was like green, was it still green? Or was it totally like... No, it's like like bright fucking blue. We ordered green records with... Oh, I see. And we didn't notice until Chris got the records because they got them mailed straight to him in Pennsylvania. He screened them and then there's another decent amount of money having to spend on that which i don't mind because i want to help out chris because i want to support I bet other that, local people i bet that uh, like some of these brokers i bet they can't i bet they kind of can't even fix they can't because like, they're like we can't go back to this plant it's in czech republic that's gonna cost them so much money so they're like yes yeah, sorry and you know i'm like well yeah. we're nice enough that we're just gonna eat it and fucking you know but 
I don't know. I, I'm, yeah, like whoever the broker was, the one dude. They have a couple people that they they use. Um, I'm like, I'm not dealing with this motherfucker again. He kind of mm. just literally. Well, that's wouldn't. not the person I end up using. We have a. Oh, I think his name. LP. Uh, well, I mean, as long as you know, is you know, you put in, a, you're spending quite a bit of money, and you put in all the info exactly how it should be, just to get fucked, and then they won't fix it. You're like, okay. Well, like, not like it, we we're fucked. We were just like, well, I guess all the promotions we've been doing, let's just change the color all of a sudden. Be like, whoops, sorry, it's blue now. Um, which they still look cool, but I don't know. Yeah. I just, you know, any kind of company like that, they don't, they act like they care, but they don't really care. When it comes down to money. They're going to pick the their bottom dollar over actually getting the product that you want. To like, and then, like you said, you did that record, and then you know, you could have brought more business to them, and they fucked you. So, you're like, Well, fuck you, taking my business yeah. elsewhere, which is the only good thing about capitalist society. Not capitalist, probably society, a lot of it has to do with just like what we were talking about before, just like the, the, um, the the lifespans of labels, you know, they don't worry uh-huh. about it too much because they figure yeah. they're just going to be talking to somebody else in three months, six months, whatever. So yeah, I don't that's know. true. It sucks. Yeah. Anyways, is there uh, is there anything you wanted to like promote? I think I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, is there anything you wanted to say or shout out about the new album, about your tour? If you want to say anything. Um. Well. Uh, yeah, the uh, the new album is called uh, Val Fialgo, and it okay. comes out on May 25th. Um, May 25th. It's uh, being released by... Atlantic Records? Atlantic Columbia. and Capitol. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's being released by iCorrupt Records, um, Listen to Alien Records, um, Convulse Records, uh-huh. um, Zagama Beast Records, Adorno Records, Punador, right? Uh, yeah, and um, and Middleman Records, um, and it's um, it's a record about loss. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, something that. Uh, that I've really felt this year. And, uh, yeah. it's our fifth record. I still have some copies of some of the other ones. And yeah. you can get those from Middleman Records. For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember. When you, you 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 told me the other day when I was talking to you that uh, Pundador, which is uh, Luigi, who I actually yeah. met Luigi, he came he came through uh, and uh, I saw that through, like that's wild. Yeah, he came through and uh, I was just like hung out with him and his partner uh, Maria, and like we just hung out in Portland and ran around and got beers and. And then I dropped them back off their hotel, and then I didn't never saw. I haven't seen them since, and it was just such a cool 
experience and I've I've had that experience before like just like I, I don't even meet know him. who you are. He's a sweetheart. He's such a sweetheart. There um he speaks pretty decent English. It's a little he has a little hard time understanding. So that's why like Maria his partner was like very she's very um very good at like she kind of explaining stuff to him but uh but he he's not not that bad. He understands. But uh probably talked to It was fast. just who to what? Like that's, like you probably talk too fast. Like that's I my probably, big, that's yeah, my I big thing with like. Uh, I talk way too fast. I'm sorry. When <laughs> when I when I'm trying to uh, understand, like Spanish, for example, like when people oh, yeah. talk fast. So my oh, favorite yeah. word is uh, despacio. Despacio. And, uh, what is that? Yeah. Uh, wait, what does that, that mean? Just means slow down, please. <laughs> you know? Despacio. Despacio. Uh, despacio. Yeah, I, yeah. Despacio. Yeah, yeah. Despacio, si. por favor. Si. You know? Si. Um, si, amigo. So amigo. it's just like, yeah, si. that, that's, I think that's the big, one of the biggest, like, hurdles in in uh, speaking of a language that's not so yeah. familiar to you is is just when, when people who speak that language, um, that's their first language. It's, yeah, you know, they, they speak at a pace that's just, you need to get that information into your ears, then let it rattle around in your brain for a second. And if it's yeah. coming just like, you know, nonstop, then it's <laughs> difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I, ch- I do I do tend to talk really fast. Most of me talking fast comes from... Like, oh, I wasn't be, making a be, comment about that. Oh, was, that's just a generalization. Yeah. No, I know. Well, what I'm saying is that I realize too now when you say that, I'm like, oh, when I'm talking to him, I was probably... Wait, I probably, I was probably really was, huh? Yeah. I was talking too fast, and then he was like, he looks at me like, what? And then she's like, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, got it, got it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I should slow down, huh? I just, uh, I tend to talk fast when I'm uh, either anxious or like, um, just like, yeah, just, I just talk yeah, fast I'm, too. It's the, I'm a fast talker. It's understandable. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. And uh, it was also really cool talking to him about, we we're talking about Spain and what it's like over there, and talking about um, basically how we both mutually hate police. And um, he 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 was saying how uh, what it's like over there and the the differences with America. It, it was really cool. I hope hopefully you get to meet him at some point. Uh, it was really yeah, fun we, to just I dropped I dropped him off and I'm like I just hung out with this dude from Spain and I made a friend and I never met them before and I was a little. A little anxious at first like i don't know you but like you run a label and i'm like okay like all right let's be friends and you know i'm glad i met him so we're only playing one show in spain and i'm not i don't remember uh he's in madrid he lives in madrid he's in um, madrid yeah he's he's like near madrid yeah. around madrid i'm i'm not i'm not very well versed in uh the geography of spain we're playing yeah me neither <laughs> Near Barcelona, which is like right. Oh, that's not too far by France. So I don't know. Like, yeah. hopefully we'll we'll get to meet him. Uh, I would like yeah, to. I'm. You know what's really funny? He's a train driver. He's like a full on drives trains. Nice. Like a, he's like in a union, and like I was like, what? That's his day job. He drives trains for like nice. a couple of days straight, and then he has like days off. Um, Somebody, but yeah, uh, had their childhood dream come true. <laughs> Yeah, uh, 
yeah, his dad, it was like his dad was a train driver and then he's a train driver. And I was like, that's cool. Hopefully, I think he makes a decent amount of money. So, well, he's union. So I'm like, dope, dude, got that union job. Uh, yeah, I'm all about unions. I work for a union here doing uh, stage handing for like the Moda Center, which is like the big, where the Blazers, the Portland Trail Blazers play. And uh, oh. there'll be big, big concerts. I go and load in and out. I loaded in and out for uh, Godsmack, Breaking Benjamin, and Shinedown. That was one show. Um, I loaded in for, loaded out for Aesop Rocky, loaded in for, uh, what's the one band I did? Oh, shit. I don't even remember. Uh, I worked with, I actually worked on stage assembling this huge skull for like that five finger death punch band. It was, uh, yeah, it's, it's wild. It's wild. It's, uh, it pays decent too. So that's nice. Um, anyways. Yeah. So, uh, middleman records by the new coma album soon, and it'll be on vinyl. You're going to, you have vinyl available when it comes out too, or do you have, is that later? Um, it, it'll be have... pretty much immediately when it comes immediately? out. Okay, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. I wasn't sure if you were doing a pre-order like right now and, uh, the vinyl's, Dope. uh, on its way so dope yeah that's awesome much, well much right it was it was really nice talking to sean and hopefully uh we'll talk soon all right thanks for having me so thanks for listening um tune in for the next podcast whenever it gets put up i don't know when exactly but um we'll keep you posted on all our media websites and everything um thanks to sean for coming on the show and talking to us it was fun um gotta make sure to check out Coma Regalia, <laughs> Coma Regalia um, tour coming up in Europe. So if you're in Europe, go ahead and check those dates out. Um, also, the new album coming out in Middleman and a bunch of other cool record labels from Europe. Uh, I can't remember all of them right now, but um, yeah, go check it out. Thanks for tuning in. We'll uh, we'll talk to you later. Okay, bye bye.